0: What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Hostiles, here on Phoenix Radio, powered by Fairwind Entertainment, standing on Anchor FM. Thanks again, everybody, for coming on back. This is Tuesday, and we're starting a brand new schedule of broadcasting, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Uh, Stories Friday, we're going to go ahead and have um, our our Netflix Friday. We'll jump on, jump off. Saturday, it's our Saturday mix, where we have 30 minutes of music, six different uh, segments um, here on Anchor with uh with music just from artists and that's and that's it you don't even hear me talk on saturday sunday selfie sunday funday what's going on with your boy hostiles as a person as a host and not really as phoenix radio monday i'm gonna kick back and take a break and then we'll be right back to it tuesday just like today so our first story here it's not quite pop culture it's not quite music um it's more commerce and you know economy and stuff like that it's about money so who's ever worked retail ever especially in the mall raise your hand now you can't see me but my hands raised right now <laughs> so check this out they are calling it the retail meltdown of 2017 now if you haven't noticed in the United States there's a plenty of companies that have closed stores JC Penney's, Radio Shack Macy's and Sears closed over a hundred stores each for each company Within the past two years, Sports Authority liquidated all their merchandise, Payless followed bankruptcy, and in early April, several apparel companies, their stocks have been crap. Lululemon, Urban Outfitters, American Eagle. Also in early April of this year, Ralph Lauren reported that they are closing their flagship store called named Polo on Fifth Avenue in New York City. So why is this happening? People are making better money. Unemployment is down. A lot of people don't get it well we're gonna start with the most obvious culprit here and there's three of them the first one rise of e-commerce buying stuff online so everyone's making money online Amazon grew tremendously they made 16 billion in 2010 they made 80 billion last year people buy stuff on their phones nowadays in 2010 2% of people bought on their phones as of last year 20% of consumers purchase on their mobile phone. Because people buy online more, the return policy is a lot more straightforward. You buy it, you hate it, you send it back. If you had to buy in a store, you gotta walk in, have this whole story, and then hope they take it back. And if they do take it back, it's store credit. You don't even get your freaking money back. So who wants to deal with that? Shop from your couch. That's what they're saying. The second culprit for the meltdown is more internal than anything else. It's not really our fault. America just built too many damn malls. This, as of today, there's about 1,200 malls in America. Within the next 10 years, that's going to be dwindled down to 900. So, the malls aren't dying out, even though it may look like that way in your particular city. They're just kind of leveling off. There's too many malls and uh, not enough people going to these malls. Mall visits have been down by 50% in the past couple years. America has so many damn malls. (laughs) We have, our shopping space per capita is 40% greater than Canada. We have uh, two times more shopping space than the UK. um, And 10 times more shopping space than Germany. Also within malls, some of them are retail bundles. What does that mean? That means the bigger stores, their lease... Is bundled with a smaller store so if that store goes say if Macy's gets out of the mall that means they're taking two or two or three other stores with them because it's part of their lease final criminal here for uh, for the meltdown is food friends and they're the ones that are finishing retail people would rather spend money on experiences traveling and food than actual clothing piece of information here u.s airlines set a record last year with 823 million passengers in 2016 was the first time ever that americans spent more money on in restaurants and bars than in grocery stores so there it is do you agree that these uh, uh are the reasons why retail is dying in america let me know and i'll let you know in the next segment exactly how this can affect you independent artists. Let's get into a song right now.
1: You pass me by and I can feel the
2: distance growing
0: Welcome back, beautiful people. That was Chelsea Lanks with Ghost. So now we're going to talk about how all of this mall closing stuff and all this retail meltdown stuff, how does this affect you, the independent artist, and work in your favor? Well, there's a few things that you could do. Now, none of these will save the retail world or bring them back into the trends that were happening in the 90s or the early 2000s, but there's something here to leverage for your brand. The main thing that comes to mind is merch. Short for merchandise. Get in touch with apparel companies to create your own merchandise. You know, your screen printing companies and and your hat making companies and all these other things, wristband making companies. Contact them with your own designs, your own logo and fans of your music would much rather purchase and support you by buying merch to show off that support. Plus, merchandise and clothing would be unique to them. They'll be the envy of all their friends back at school. (laughs) Now, the second potential deal that could help with your brand awareness and maybe even increase spins to your records is getting your music into the stores. You know when you walk into a store and you hear music playing? It's gotta come from somewhere, right? Somebody has to say, hey, Aeropostale, Hollister, American Eagle, or Sears. Wouldn't it be great if my song was playing while people shopped? Now, with the decline of mall shoppers and visitors, if fans know that your music will be played at their mall in their favorite store, then they're more likely to come in. And companies may be more inclined to consider lesser-known acts to fill their content on their store speakers and TV sets. Now, you can do this by learning what service certain stores use for their shopping music. Some retailers use the same music providers to pay for licensing uh, for the retailers, and the retailers just pay for the service. Now, that way everyone gets paid, everybody gets money, and everybody gets credit where they deserve it. Finally, if you have enough of a poll and enough of a fan base, you can potentially arrange store appearances. Back in the late 2000s, Hot Topic actually had an in-store concert series tour where they allowed acoustic sets of bands to play in certain stores across the country. I actually worked in a mall that they allowed that to happen in that Hot Topic store. Unfortunately, the freaking uh, security shut it down because they say they didn't have proper permission or whatever, but it was dumb. Anyway, if fans know that they can catch you at an in-store performance or a meet and greet, they're gonna come. And you can prove it, you can prove this to retailers, And they may allow it. See, authors still have book signings at Barnes and Noble stores, don't they? Why can't musicians and artists sing and sign autographs while you shop? So talk to these store managers, talk to the district manager, talk to the corporate office um, for any of this stuff. Your best chance as an independent artist in making a store appearance is targeting businesses that you frequent yourself, that you have a rapport with and target privately owned businesses there's just less red tape to go through you know there's less hoops let's get into another song and then our next story of the day um we're gonna talk about how recording yourself and having your own home studio can make you some cash some coin here we go
3: I'm home again with all of my closest friends But I'm on the fence and thinking about the distance Can't pretend you're not living up in my head I try to prevent, but you know I can't resist it I miss you, miss you, only wanna be with you Fast and falling, falling for your love Haunt me, haunt me, let me through my phone
0: All right, beautiful people, it's your boy Hostiles back again. Um, that was Feel Good with I Miss You. I miss you. And I do miss you guys. I really do. On my days that I'm off, I'm like, man, I just want to jump on Anchor just for a little bit. But then I remember I have other things I need to do to help Anchor become that much more, uh, let's, let's use the word meaty. That much more meaty, you know? <laughs> So let's talk about this, home studio, who got one? Well if you're like me, then you have one, and you use it to create your own music or your own content. Here are eight different ways that you can make money from using your home studio. Number one, no in particular order, sell sounds and presets. Well, creating high quality drum hits and drum kits, sound effects, loops, packs, or VST presets and plugins. Well, you can do those and send them out to the world and you can sell them. Now those that need new sounds to make new creations may need something that only you can provide, a very unique type of texture to their music. Number two, offer mixing and mastering services. If you're confident in letting the world hear your music, that you mixed and mastered yourself, then you should have the engineering chops to mix other people's music and voices as well for them, and charge money for it. The best thing about this is that samples of your work are already out there in the world and you're already proving to them that hey it sounds good enough to get this many plays you can trust me and pay me money to mix your music number 3 sell voiceovers now although this skill doesn't live with everyone voiceover work is a great way to practice recording make money acting and warm up those pipes for all of your on stage impersonations i guess you know i probably wouldn't do any voiceover stuff um as much as i love my voice <laughs> Talking into this mic, talking to you all, but you know, it could work. Number four, rent out your studio the most obvious one. Um, rent it out to other artists, um, other creators uh, that may not have experience, may not have the money or the access to larger studios, but they still want good quality work and creation. Do that. Number five, product reviews. Um, reviewing products can help create a buzz with your social media presence it could lead to endorsements becoming a social media influencer which will put you in the world of influencer marketing you could probably charge for that you can say hey I have this many people following me because I'm reviewing this camera so uh, all these camera people give me money and I'll review your camera something like that you know a little more complicated, but basically. Number six, freelance writing. So if you're a good enough songwriter and understand songwriting techniques and theory and all these other things, then you can write songs for other artists and get paid for it. The best thing about this is that if you are a member of a pro organization, you can receive royalties for music that you didn't even have to record, you don't even have to perform it. Your name is on it, you wrote the song, you get the royalties. Number seven, sell courses on your expertise. So you can by creating a portfolio of your work and providing people And providing that to people that you know what you're talking about is the best way to pass information on for a fee. You could create sessions, consultation meetings, and other artists or producers to teach you ways, teach them ways of success, and you can mentor them. Number eight, probably my favorite one here, start a podcast. And those are the eight ways to make money by using your home studio. Let's get into a one final song and question of the day.
4: She's got fire, fire, fire
2: fire all
4: around Still looking for a drug you can't buy in any town But to a pesky mouse Put at ease By the presence of an old soul he here, is Joe Closer here soft voice. Open up the long tail Now she's
2: on a ride
0: What's up beautiful people? It's your boy Hostiles here on Phoenix Radio powered by Fair One Entertainment standing on Anchor FM. It's our Wednesday edition and we are holding strong to our brand new schedule of broadcasting. It's Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday with stories, pop culture and things that affect the independent artists. Friday is going to be our um, Netflix Friday. Saturday we have our Saturday mix. Sunday, Selfie Sunday, Fun Day and on Monday. I'ma chill out not talk to y'all very much but i will listen in so we got our first story our only story today and the probably the most important story that we ever ever will have maybe probably not but it's pretty damn important i just came across an article from being a member of ASCAP um you know uh, ASCAP uh pro performance ride organization And they share articles every now and again, and I came across one that I think everybody will absolutely love. This article um, from digitalmusic.com, they wrote an article that connects the dots of information provided by a publication named Information is Beautiful, or IIB for short. So, IIB is a small team of individuals that take information and make sense of it and present it to the world as beautiful and useful graphics and diagrams. So you'll be able to find this diagram that we're talking about today on the Instagram page. And a link will be here in the attribution at the bottom of this segment. What are we talking about? Royalties. Which streaming services give the best royalties? Which ones give the worst? And which ones are you surprised by the amount that they pay out to artists? Well, here's how they did it. Information is Beautiful analyzed how many streams it would take to earn a monthly wage of $1,260. They did this two years ago and came up with some numbers. They refined the research and decided um, to track eight popular streaming sites. And services. We're talking about Napster, YouTube, Pandora, Apple Music, Tidal, Google Play, Deezer, and Spotify. Now each of these have c- common comprehensive information that they all share so the team at IIB tracked these common categories. Artist revenue per play, total users per platform, percentage of free users on each platform, plays needed to earn a monthly wage of $1,472 a month, And total annual loss reported by streaming platform, annual loss per user. All this information is completely based on independent artists. Signed artists are the outliers and receive an unreported cut due to their contracts, respectively, with their particular record company. So, we're not talking about those guys and gals. We're talking about independent artists, rise of an independent artist here on Phoenix Radio. So, who's in dead last place? Well, YouTube is the crappiest streaming service. And this probably shouldn't surprise a lot of you guys. But maybe it does. Well, here's the skinny on YouTube. Unsigned artists on YouTube receive 0. 0.0006 cents per stream, U.S. dollar. YouTube has 1 billion users, and only 0.1% of them have YouTube Red, which is, if our math is right, it's about 1 million. Either 1 million or 100,000, one or two. YouTube lost $174 million dollars last year with 1 billion users. It only cost them 17 cents per user. Artists would have to make two million four hundred and fifty three plays on a video in order to make the minimum wage monthly wage of one thousand four hundred seventy two dollars Pandora seventh place they pay out point zero one point zero zero one one per play now any artist um, would have to get one million four hundred thousand plays to earn the 1472 they lost three dollars and twenty dollars, three dollars and twenty cents per user, um, for a total of two hundred fifty million dollars last year. Spotify, Spotify, you have to uh, get at least three hundred eighty-seven thousand plays to get fourteen seventy-two a month, and they pay artists point zero zero three eight cents per stream. Um, next up, right here. At the number five spot deezer deezer lands at number five now u.s listeners don't really know what deezer is unless you actually distribute your music because deezer uh, we don't have it yet deezer is a french-based music streaming service that's available in over 180 countries the usa is just not one of them and artists would need to get 262,000 plays to earn 1472 a month so deezer gives you 0.0056 cents Play um, and they lost the least amount of money last year, probably because they're a newer company. Google Play, number three, third place, bronze medal. Um, in 2015, they actually were number one for payouts, but not anymore. They give you 0.0059 cents per play, inching past Deezer by 0.0003 cents. You'll need 250,000 plays to make 1,472 US dollars a month. Apple Music lands at number 2, or at number 3 rather, so that just leaves the top 3 contenders. Apple Music, right now, zooms past Google Play with a payout of .0064 cents per play, and artists will need 230,000 plays to reach 1472. Number 2, Yo Boy and My Boy, even though I'm not a big fan of his music, Title. First runner-up goes to our friend Title, Jay-Z Has Our Ears and hearts but what will it take for him to have our wallets for the streaming service jay Z's services pays out 0.0110 cents per stream to artists um, that's light years ahead of third place Apple music and you would need 133,000 plays to make 1,472 US dollars monthly minimum wage napster number one which is super ironic it puts this ironic uh, con- uh, iron- ironic upset in this contest. Um, once blamed and publicly humiliated for destroying the music industry um, in the late 90s, early 2000s, Napster now has the highest payout to artists of the most popular scre- streaming services. They completely destroyed 3rd place through 8th place, and they slightly destroyed 2nd place title. So what's this number that decimates the competition Well, Napster pays out artists 0. 167 cents per stream that's a lot actually you would only need about 90,000 streams to make 1472 US dollars um, but why unlike everyone else on this list Napster doesn't have a free tier for users uh, you got to pay for everything Napster believes that the freemium business model simply and I quote isn't sustainable I'm thinking about getting a Napster uh, account myself, along with a title account, especially after this article. So, what does everybody else here think, artists? What do you think? Is this fair? And if you are using a third-party uh, distributor, such as uh, CD Baby or uh, or Record Union or um, or uh, what's these other guys, um, TuneCore, they take a cut and then they give you the rest. So you got to keep in mind that you're paying somebody to collect it for you and give it to you so they take a cut out of the service as well. So you may not be getting the full amount, um, but you you still start at a pretty high mark. Uh, let me know what you think. Let's get into a song, a couple of songs actually, because this is the only story today. And uh, talk to you on a minute.
1: Gonna forget. And baby, I am the one you won't regret I love how it's are in this discotheque Baby, you You take me high
5: face my power they don't want a piece of me all right they don't want to
6: face real my shit, power
3: they don't want
6: okay hate by minute but been a I got have a trust fund. Me versus everybody. You won't hear me saying fuck some Kings cross apartment to that rent home and branching industry. They tried to box me, but this flow is everlasting. Screaming, you don't want these issues. A bread is artificial. Mr. Worldwide, proud with this shit. No people in my mama stay my angel, still obnoxious with the dream. Making dollars that my mom will never see. But you can
5: tell her I got it. so many things. I wanna say, and I'm in a game shouldn't play, but fuck what they say, they're in no our way.